The year is 1560. Elizabeth of Batory was born August 7th on the family estate in the Kingdom of Hungary to Baron George VI Batory and Baroness Anna Batory. She ran around a castle as a young child. Her family included one cardinal and several bishops, judges, governors, sheriffs, two princes of Transylvania, and one king of Poland. Her family also included an uncle, quote, addicted to rituals and worship in honor of Satan, an aunt who enjoyed torturing her servants, and a brother who was a drunkard. Madness and the other psychological disturbances plagued her family. Her case is reminiscent of Vlad the Impaler, the source of the famous Count Dracula stories. 600 victims, bathing in the blood of virgins and other atrocities, make Elizabeth of Batory the most prolific serial killer in history. But was she really? Was this actually a political move to solve debt problem, to take her estate and shame her family? You decide. This is a case of Countess Elizabeth Batory, and this is Outline of a Murder. Welcome to Outline of a Murder. I am Sherry. And I'm Mom. Do you remember our tagline? We haven't used it because we're not in a season, but this is a pop quiz moment. I know. Be safe. Nope. Be. Give me a minute. Okay. Uh, be. Aware. When you're TikToking like that, it's pressure for me. I can't think. Be smart. Be smart. Be rude. Be rude. Don't be a victim. You be- I want that memorized by the time we do season two in well, September. You know, oh. I'm older. I forget things. Yes. Can I go with that? No. Oh, okay. All right. So this is our last episode of our old cases, mm-hmm. historic true crime. This one I'm really looking forward to. It's the oldest. Because it's in the year of 1590. 1590. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I would like our objective to be obviously telling the story, but also I'm going to be very curious on what you think as far as if she did it or not, because there's a lot of conjecture. It's really hard to verify things, obviously, from way back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could be a case like, remember the witches of Salem? mm -hmm. Most of them weren't witches. Right. Right. They were just housewives. The children or adult got better. Yes. And they were deemed witches. Yeah. Or some were Christians outside of Uh the norm. True. And they were accused of being witches. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, like a lot of true crime people, we don't like conjecture, you know, things like that. But there is a lot of loose ends in this. I just want to warn everybody um, that, you know, we're not going to know for sure the facts. 
but maybe they can draw their own conclusions. I'd be really curious what you think. You can uh, let us know on uh, outlineofamurder.com or our Facebook and Instagram with the same name. But before we get started, it's time for our last drink. Oh, yeah. We always have a drink at the beginning of every episode. To see what you think about mm-hmm. it. And this, uh, I researched what their drinks were, the most popular drinks back in 1590. It was wine or beer because water was usually bad. Really? Mm-hmm. So they would drink those two drinks I regularly. didn't know wine and beer was even made back then. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're, they're ancient drinks. Wow. But... Um, I don't know, like, you know, what specific wine, what the, you know, how strong it was, how weak it was, but I'm assuming it's like much of Europe today because our case takes place in uh, Transylvania. Um, That's a double interesting. I believe. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, Hungary, but there's definitely a Transylvania, I believe, in here somehow. So we'll we'll get into the notes. But Mm -hmm. so we've got. A sweet white wine mm-hmm. called Sugar. Never had it before. Yeah, because we had a Moscato in there, but I've had a lot of those. I wanted to try the sugar just to see because I've never tasted it. So I'll let you go ahead okay. and go, and I'll get a drink. Uh-huh. It doesn't taste like sugar. Well, obviously. For sure. But it ain't it's bad, not bad, actually. It isn't bad. It's probably not as sweet as you mm-hmm. like because, remember, you like wine that ants won't <laughs> drink <laughs> hmm. that's not bad it's not bad at all i could probably finish that yeah at 9 30 right <laughs> yes that was i did not think that out very well <laughs> that's okay we should have had like breakfast drinks okay now 1590 by the way the music at the beginning of this episode i was able to find a song that was written in 1590 and then someone played it on a harpsichord, which would be exactly how they played it. So that song is actually from the 1590s. So I wanted to figure out, like, all of the cases, what was going on back then. So this was the Renaissance era, era the Elizabethan era, which they say was, like, the height of England, this era. Like, Queen Elizabeth was... She ruled. Yeah. Yeah. And it was most famous for theater and William Shakespeare, yes, which, which you saw mm, his house, right? In his house, I did. How was it? Like, it still what was had it like? his bed. It was little, mm-hmm. very little. In fact, that house was given to him and his wife's family gave it to him. Okay. And he added on to it, but it's real tiny. Is it like you would picture old English houses looking yeah. like, like low ceilings and low ceilings? You plaster? know, I wish I could remember why they were low. There was a reason they were low. I'm wondering. I just maybe can't for remember. And maybe I don't know. Like in the summer, you'd want high oh, ceilings. I know what it was. Um, they said that the 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 low doors and ceilings because back then men were shorter. Oh, okay. That's what they said. I remember now. Okay. Men typically weren't tall Probably like they are of to now. Probably because nutrition and stuff. Yeah, you think? nutrition and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's what she said. Uh, so art <clears throat> was a big deal, I guess, mm-hmm. during that time. And then also, um, the Elizabethan era saw the rise of the English Navy. They defeated the Spanish Armada in 1588. Mm-hmm. So clothing and fashion was very important. Bright colors and lots of ruffles. Oh, so when I you think like that. of Elizabeth of Batory, uh, she has the high, high collar with the ruffles mm-hmm. and then on her sleeves. 
the government, obviously, England ruled. Um, she was very powerful. And uh, let's see. The Royal Exchange was started back in that day of 1565. So it's the first stock exchange in England. Isn't that crazy? All the oh, way back then. I just thinking, that's just nuts. And then Queen Elizabeth was a Protestant, and she was constantly in danger of being assassinated by Catholics because they wanted to replace her with Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. And then coaches were very popular as far as transportation for the wealthy and nobles. Uh, Elizabeth never had uh, children or married. Mm-hmm. She's married to her country. But there were some, you know, rumors of a little bit of some, you know, hanky-panky going on. Right. <laughs> but uh, now, obviously, you know, we're not set in England, our right. case. But it just kind of gives you an idea. The culture was very important back then, the clothing, things like that, and how they, they dress. So you can literally look up. Uh, Countess Elizabeth of Batory, which it's B A T H O R Y, but the T H is spelled with a or sounded out with a T. Countess. Mm-hmm. I never know the cases until I'm sitting right here with her. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And then some of them I recognize, but this I'd never heard of, I believe. I might have. Remember, I mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I well, just have to wait. I, Me and Mike were watching some true crime podcast or true crime show, and they mentioned the first. Uh, woman serial killer and I was like oh I wonder who that was and so I they didn't say who it was they just you know mentioned you know something like who was the first woman serial killer or something like that so I naturally got curious right you look it up I did and it was Countess Elizabeth of Batory the Um, one we're doing today yeah oh but the thing is is that um like, there's a lot of famous works and movies and things that have been around her. Uh, Lady Gaga I, uh, on American Horror Story, that's her character was after this lady. Oh, really? Yeah. I never watched the show, I think, one time. but Well, and I think they tried to say that she murdered hundreds of people. So I wonder to, if back then was like Salem in which days they just assumed. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff around her that's not true. But I want to start with her first before we get into the the crimes. Okay. Okay, so she, excuse me, we have no names of any of the victims, number one. Hmm. And Elizabeth Batory was a Hungarian noblewoman from the family of Batory. She owned land in the kingdom of Hungary which is today Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. So that's where her lands extended into. Now, I call her good old Beth of Batory, was born August 7th of 1560 on the family estate. She spent her childhood running around on a said castle, and her father was Baron George VI Batory, and her mother was Baroness Anna Batory. So she came from a wealthy family. Actually, two. Two. Her mother in her own right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. So the Batori family was prominent beginning with one of her earliest recorded ancestors, Wenzelin, who served King Stephen I of the Great of Hungary in the 11th century. And then her family also included one cardinal oh. and bishops of the church, which was a big deal. They also had judges, governors, sheriffs, two princes of Transylvania. There it is. And one king of Poland. So wow. this is a, a picture of her. Now, when they paint... She's nice looking. She pretty, is. Very pretty. The hair is ridiculous. But well. 
Um, she did have really delicate features, but it really depends on which picture you have. Because back then, paint- painters, almost said paintesses, painters would enhance the features. Mm-hmm. So kind of like they do with editing today. Right. That's what they would do back then to make the people look better. Uh, Especially but, the wealthy. Yes. I mean, can you imagine painting a person as they really looked if they weren't attractive? You'd probably get your head cut off. However, there's written documentation that she was pretty. So I would think that the paintings would be close to depicting her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's pretty. I mean, you have to verify everything. And then you can see the ruffles around her throat and her uh, wrists. And uh, so she's got a long line of royalty in her family. In addition to these influencers, they were all, her line was also divided into two powerful branches, the Ased and Samilo, I guess is how you'd say it, branches. So they were both important families. That makes her even more powerful and wealthy in this time. So her father was from the Ased line, which is a castle she grew up in. Right. And then her mother was a Samilo. Um, so marrying within prominent families and even intermarriage were very common back then. And the families owned a tremendous amount of land, and they were extremely powerful. And then I thought I had her coat of arms. Can you um, Google um, the Batori? So B. Oh, hang on a minute then. All right. B. B A T H O R Y, coat of arms. Because I thought it was interesting, the coat of arms, there were wolf's teeth below a dragon encircled, or below a crown encircled by a dragon biting its tail. So it was really kind of wicked looking. Well, they have two different ones. Let me see, because I'll recognize it. Okay. No. Yeah. So this one, the yellow and the green and the red, so that's the wolf's teeth and then the dragon. I don't know what those things mean, but, you know, obviously wolves and dragons were probably not considered, you know, wholesome Christian animals, right? And we're living in a time where there's a lot of war over religion between the Protestant and the Catholic. And uh, It was from 1560 to 1614. Okay. Um, which I think she died in 1614. We'll get into. But it's interesting to me because of the less than wholesome influence Beth would have lived under. Her family was jacked. Really? Yes. According to historian Raymond McNally, one of Elizabeth's uncles was, quote, addicted to rituals and worship in honor of Satan. Oh, boy. Her Aunt Clara enjoyed torturing servants, and then Elizabeth's brother, Stephen, was a drunkard and a leecher. Oh, man. Many members of her family complained in their private letters of symptoms which showed signs of evident epilepsy, madness, and other psychological disturbances. Wow. So that right there does not necessarily mean that Elizabeth suffered from the same things, but it would definitely indicate to me a possibility because number one of what she observed, right? So when you have criminals, it's, is it nature or nurture? I think it's both. Right. I do too. So you have where there might be, because we know with intermarriages, it does cause problems. It does. 
physical and mental deformities and uh, and the epilepsy, I mean, that could probably run in a family line. I don't know. I've not really researched it. It can. But here we have, you know, one uncle that's devoted to Satan, an aunt that enjoys torturing her servants, and then her brother that has an addiction, plus many family members. I wonder about the parents. It didn't mention that the, the um, parents were necessarily crazy. Uh, but, I mean, to, I, I literally put in my notes. In other words... Her family was bat poop crazy, LOL. <laughs> bat poop crazy. <laughs> now, of course, not all of them. But another thing that struck me about this case is, you know, Count Dracula, which was after Vlad the Impaler. That's that's where his character came from. Mm-hmm. Vlad the Impaler was a real life evil man who liked to, he was a serial killer. And he liked to uh, drink blood and impale people. And he was um, a ruler in this area as well. But he was... Um, the character like Dracula. Yes. That's interesting. So that's where Dracula comes from. I, yeah. Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. He, there, but there's a separation of about 100 years. But uh, what struck me is in this area, we have two brutal rulers at least. In Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth. Now, you know, back then life was very... What's the word? Cheap? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't live long. Well, that's true. Like, you what, didn't live 30 long. years to 50 yeah, years? Yeah, you didn't live long. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a high regard for that. So maybe the culture also played a part. But it, and they might have actually been related, too, Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth. Really? Mm-hmm. You show documentation of that that they were Mm-mm. some uh wonder though just because of the intermarriage that occurs oh, that there's yeah. probably some shared dna with them but the amount of time between their rule would have made them very distant relatives okay there are some reports that elizabeth suffered from epilepsy there's also a report that she showed a quote predilection for torturing animals she dressed in clothes of men and played manly games. Really? Which back then was a no, no, no. No, Yeah. Yeah. So basically, she wants to do her own thing and she's going to do it. So she sounds like she's headstrong and very, you know, certain of what she wants her life to look like. Not to mention she was, you know, raised, raised around possible psychopaths. Uh, she's very smart. Crazy. And she was tutored into a, quote, highly intelligent young woman who knew her native language as well as German, Greek, and Latin, which was very rare for a woman to be so educated. Yeah, men didn't tend to like that back Mm-mm. then. Yeah. But she was going to be raised to rule, right? So she knew those. Um, certain members of nobility, even women, couldn't read or write. So she was definitely educated. Uh, and again, she was good looking, depending on the painting that you view. Some have her looking droopy. Like if you Google her, you'll see some paintings where she's droopy. Some have her looking like a model. So, you know, we don't know. But again, there were written records that she was good looking. I also discovered on the painters, sometimes they would paint rulers they didn't like ugly. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we have even in England... There was, um, or not England, I'm sorry, Egypt, there was a pharaoh where they, they wiped him off the face of the earth. Like all uh, the hieroglyphs that had this one pharaoh in there, they literally scratched out his face. Really? Because he was so evil. Mm-hmm. So it's kind wow. of like that. You know, they would just paint him really ugly. Now get this. 
I mean, I cannot imagine this, but she was betrothed at the age of 11. 11? Mm-hmm. But again, if you only lived at 30, I mean, I guess, you know. To who? Count Ferenz Nadosity. Yeah, you didn't pick your husbands back then. I'm probably the family butchering did. that. But yeah. she was uh, betrothed to him in 1571. He was only 16. Of course, it was an arranged marriage. Right. His father, Thomas, was the Prince of Palatine and was empowered to act as a viceroy. So I'm like, what the heck is a viceroy? It's a person appointed to rule a country or province. So it could be like a governor. Right. He had tremendous power. But when you joined the line of these two families, it was going to be very beneficial. Both families were Protestant in a time of religious reformation and political military struggles between the two religions of Protestant and Catholic. But he was actually less powerful than her because of the lineage. I believe it. So it was a definite marriage arranged for political and mm -hmm. money purposes. So they were in the country together. Right. They're smart. Because she was, she was uh, conditioned towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was raised to, to rule. Now, during her time, though, Hungary had fallen into a marked state of decline. And I think I have one of her castles. One of? Yeah, they had like two or three. Wow. You know, just <laughs> a right. weekend home and <laughs> the rest of the home. Uh, now, King Louis II... And then nearly all of his government and nobility had been mass- massacred by the Ottoman Turks in the Battle of the Mohawks in 1526. Their capital, Budapest, was now under Ottoman control. So this created like a Wild West effect in the country where feudal lords asserted their power locally in Hungarian areas that were not under control of the Turks. Their rulers maintained a very fragile independence by citing either with the Christian Holy Roman Emperor or with a Muslim Sultan, depending on who had the most power. So basically, in parts of Hungary, you would have more Islamic rule. Other parts of the country, you would have uh, more Christian, you know, government mm-hmm. rule, which, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Roman Emperor, uh, not necessarily saying they practiced their faith. Right. Uh, and so wherever you were at, you would then side with that ruler just so you could survive. Right. Okay. So it was, or you'd be put to death. Absolutely. Or tortured. It was a very divided, you know, time. Now, in this environment, Elizabeth had to grow up fast. But she ended up pregnant by the age of 14, and the father was not her uh, soon-to-be husband. Oh, no. Yes. So the father was a local peasant boy. There's rumors he was castrated and torn to pieces by dogs once they found out, Uh but I couldn't confirm that. Her mother hid her away at a distant Transylvanian castle until the baby, a daughter, was born. A woman was paid very handsomely to take the child and raise her in Wallachia. Elizabeth and the child never saw each other again. And there's no record of how that made Elizabeth uh, feel. From what I can tell, I don't think it bothered her too much. It may not, especially if she was the type to kill animals when she was younger. I'm already seeing psychopathic right? behavior. And, well, and it's hard to discern just because we don't have any records. Did her fiancé um, know? I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. 
I mean... I mean, did they get married? Yes, yes. I bet he and didn't know that. We're about to get into that, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he knew because... Back then, I wouldn't think if they knew you got pregnant and had a child that, that they would even, they would marry you. I don't know because there are lots of crazy things going on in royal courts. Because just getting pregnant, if you were just a regular peasant, you could be rocked to death. Right. Or stoned. Uh, I was about to yeah. say rocked stoned. to death. What, did they have Metallica? Well, you just I had mean, to listen to I it for 24-7 until you killed yourself? I mean. Because there's some things you just didn't do. Yeah. And but, getting pregnant and wed is yeah, one of them. I get that. But there was also a lot of nonsense going on in royal courts right. back then. So the typical thing was to hide the female away, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it sounds, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I put this in there or not if he knew. That's a good question. But we do know that several months later, in 1575, Countess Elizabeth and Count Ferenc were married at the Verano Castle, quote, in one of the most impressive and splashy high society weddings of the century. Really? With approximately 4,500 guests. Oh, my gosh. One of the most distinguished guests was Maximilian II of Habsburg, the Roman emperor. Oh, do you have pictures? No. Oh, that'd I wish be we interesting. Did, they didn't take a lot of pictures, it. did they? Mm-mm. Well, I would think they would have the wedding. But they well, didn't not have pictures, cameras. But I mean, you know, drawings. Yeah. They might have. I didn't find much Paintings. as far as stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because they would paint them. them. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Elizabeth kept her name, Batori, and could do so because, again, her family was notable and had a more ancient and powerful lineage and then her husband gave her a castle as a wedding gift. Nice. Yeah. That his mother had bought in 1569. Along with the castle, they had 17 villages. Wow. What a yes. nice gift. <laughs> <laughs> now, her husband was notable. He was a rising star in his own right. Author Gabriel Ronay says that he became the youngest general to command the border fortress defenses of southwest Hungary. Because remember, they're fighting to keep their mm-hmm. land from uh, Muslim. Uh, rule and he gained the high title title of master of the emperor's horse in 1600 uh he was appointed as a commander-in-chief of christian forces in transdanubia making him the most powerful person in the country oh yeah so he's definitely he's powerful too good yeah yeah and um let me see I've sort got of a him. good match Oh, by yeah. the families. Yeah, it was definitely a power broker. How old was she, you said, when she got married? Uh, I don't know if I did say. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe not. So this is uh, one of their, well, we'll see. I think there's a tour. Yeah, you can take a tour of her castle. You know what these are? We saw a lot in the castles in Scotland. The little windows up toward the top of the wall? No, they're for bow and arrow oh, okay. for fighting. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. Yeah. So you can definitely, you know, it was uh, awarded by British Guild of Travel Writers in 2014. So it's a, ne- a really neat um, area. Hmm. And they, you know, they reconstructed it toward um, its original. They've got some information on Countess Elizabeth. So there's definitely some good stuff in there. But here's some more pictures uh, if you go to uh, SlovakiaTouring.com. So that's one of the pictures of the castle. And then half a picture. <laughs> How interesting. But yeah, and it looks I love gorgeous. History. 
like absolutely beautiful. Like you can imagine them riding up that road, making it all with rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's those little windows for the yeah, because you archers. see they look sort of straight. Yeah. Cross. Cross like but that, the yeah. views, can you imagine grabbing your coffee and your Keurig and sitting out there on the tower well, overlooking your... Not really. <laughs> your stuff. And then there's some catacombs in there as well. And uh, to me, that would be a little bit creepy. Like, well, look at that. Isn't that interesting? It looks like well, a... It looks like a baby A car- baby, a baby uh, cradle. cradle. Yeah. Hmm. And then some writing in there. And they think that's where she would keep her victims. And then that's a, you know, a picture of her, they think. Not a picture, but, you know. That's her tomb? I don't know. Hmm. And then that's the village and all that. But, yeah, so she's not well liked, obviously, in that uh, area. All right. Now, as you can imagine, his duties kept him away from home a lot. Right. So basically, like he he conducted war uh, with the Tur- Turks from 1575 to 1603. So Elizabeth would have been the superintendent of the household at uh, Nadasidi seat at the Sarvar Castle. Her duties would have included managing business affairs. Excuse me, the estates, taking care of the villagers, including providing medical care and defending their estates. So she would also have to uh, engage in war if there was wow. a threat. And the threat was significant because their land was located near the border that divided royal Hungary from the Ottoman-occupied Hungary. So they were right on the front lines with their land. That's crazy. So she, you know, she Can't had to be one bad A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that a woman would be fighting That was war. actually very common. You know, Britain, their, um, God, what was her name? Um she basically is one of the like founders of Britain and that she fought and carved out England. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so women fighting was actually pretty common. And then you had the Vikings. I mean, women fought yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it wasn't, I mean, you probably had to, you know, like. I mean, yeah, who. who everybody had to know everybody how to fight. Everybody had to know, right. In between fighting, the count would visit his home and wife producing five children. Some record only four, other record seven. All of the children were cared for by governesses like Elizabeth had been, you mm-hmm. know. But at this point, some historians record Elizabeth as being a firm but benevolent ruler and even intervening on behalf of women. Hmm. I wonder how she was as a mother. That'd be interesting. I'm wondering if, if she was detached, like a, maybe some others would be that are from that society with governesses but i don't know i mean i'm sure i mean you like that series on queen elizabeth yeah she loved her children but her duties really did more, occupy a uh, lot of her yeah, time they were more important yeah number one so i don't know It'd i don't be know how she was because i don't see any kind of nuttiness yet right she seems normal so possibly far. torturing animals 
But I was surprised at her being a firm but benevolent ruler. Right. Because you see, that's why I have conclusions that may be different than what most think. Because how can you be a benevolent ruler and then be the most prolific serial killer in history? Well, today we have serial killers that act completely normal. Yeah, but and not charming. Nice. I'm not benevolent. Bundy was benevolent nice. means caring. That he she was, was nice. very, very caring with her yeah, people. Yeah. If she was as brutal as they say, she wouldn't have been caring of her people. Unless that came later. Maybe. Maybe her mental illness, came later. epilepsy mm-hmm. damage. Well, um, there's an example. At some point, a family was attacked by the Turks, and the women were raped, and one was impregnated, and Elizabeth rescued and cared for their family. Other reports have her acting as a dignitary and translator, selling disputes. And there's also some reports that she was a good and caring mother. Wow. But then you have the other reports that were darker. Some discuss the cruelty and darkness Elizabeth was exposed to as a child. One author, William Seabrook, quotes from one surviving letter of Elizabeth's written to her husband that she had, quote, turned to witchcraft in order to induce fertility. Oh, it appears that they hadn't been able to conceive for about 10 years post-marriage. Well, yeah, he was gone all the time. All right. If the stories are true that she had already had a child with a peasant boy, then I'm thinking the long absences are probably why they didn't have a child for yeah. about 10 years. But maybe there were fertility issues with her husband because she obviously could conceive. Yes. More than likely, it was a fact that he was just gone, and that's why. There were also some accusations of several affairs which make me wonder about the conception issue, too. Because I was going to ask you, are they all his? Yeah. So if she had several affairs, how was she not pregnant with them? So maybe her first... I don't know. It's a weird deal. So it, now we're into the rumors, right? It's right. like, okay, what's true? What's not true? Um, you can just speculate. Yeah. Because ne- there's nothing that says what's true and what's not right. true. But we do know she had at least four kids... Up to seven. I'm not sure why there's a discrepancy in the record, because you think they would have a good record mm-hmm. considering their nobility, right? Mm-hmm. But it does make you wonder, did the children have different fathers, like you said? Right. It does. Now. It's probably likely, actually, mm-hmm. if he was gone. Yeah, unless she's, you know, I mean, there's two types of sexual people, sexual driven, sexual responsive. So if she was sexually driven, she would probably have an affair Mm -hmm. or affairs. If she was sexually responsive, she probably would have been fine. Because sexually responsive, they're not really warmed up unless there's, you know, overtures. Right. 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 So I don't know. Obviously, she's dead. Just a little bit of science there. Right. (laughs) Okay. Now, if she was turning to witchcraft, at some point, there's some evidence that she began, and I use that term loosely, that she began to surround herself with those involved in the black arts as late as 1500s, uh, in the late 1500s. One was a man named Janus, and I cannot even say his name, Janus U-J-V-A-R-Y. He was supposedly a sorcerer. In addition, there were supposedly five witches, Helena Joe, Dorothea, Anna, Erzy, and Katerina. The reason I'm like air quoting evidence is because their idea of evidence back then and what we would consider evidence today are very, very different. Oh, yeah. So that sets the stage. You can be you can be killed, executed just for a rumor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think witchcraft was probably pretty widely used back then. Mm-hmm. 
But there's for, a lot you know, of evidence for, it was. Yeah, fertility, yeah. for wealth, for, you yeah. know. Yeah, there was a, a lot of, you know, uh, seances and, mm-hmm. you know, all those different types of things, which they probably occur today as well. But they definitely would seem to turn to those types of things. There's, a, I guess you would say, actually, maybe they were more superstitious. And so they would definitely gravitate toward those types of things. Like you see that in countries where they're more superstitious and like germs are not the cause of disease. It's a curse. Right. 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 And, and and curious maybe too. Yeah. And you see them go toward the dark arts. Right. In those countries as well. And before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's darker. Yeah. Now, that sets a background of we have a lady that supposedly tortured animals, yet she's a kind and benevolent ruler. She... You know, had a kid out of wedlock. She's very, very powerful. I, you know, a caring mother, but they're raised by governesses. I mean, you could tell like the whole thing is just shrouded in mm-hmm. paradox. Right. So as we get into the, the allegations, um, I will let you know right off the bat, I'm probably mostly center, meaning I do believe she was abusive and she probably killed some girls. But I'm not of the mind that she killed 650 people. That's oh, is why, that how many they yes. they are saying? Yeah. Yeah, that is sort of hard to believe. I mean, it'd be one a day for two years. She, um, Unless you were on the throne and you ordered it. Well, but that many but people from though. villages? Yeah. I mean, you would wipe out entire villages. It's not like they were overly populated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, people would throw a stink way before then. I so think. I don't think she's... At the 650, but that's why she's considered the first uh, woman serial killer and the most prolific woman serial killer in history. Wow. I don't think she did that. I also don't think she uh, bathed in the blood of virgins. So you can see this picture here, which is very popular, of her supposedly bathing in the blood of virgins to preserve her youth. I do not believe that she did that. Now, we're at this point in our story... It's now 1601, okay? Mm-hmm. Her husband begins to experience debilitating uh, pain in his legs, and he never recovered. He was permanently disabled from 1603 until his death, January 4th, 1604, at the age of 48. They'd been married 29 years. Before he died, he entrusted his heirs and widow to Giraji. Thurzo, a man who would later lead the investigation into her crimes, and he was also her cousin. Oh. Before his death, beginning in 1602, there were rumors of Batori's crimes that only continued to escalate once he died. Finally, a Lutheran minister, Istav Magari, publicly and at a court in Vienna, filed complaints. It wasn't until 1610 that King Matthias, remember he's the one that attended her wedding, right. assigned Thurzo, the now Palatine of Hungary, so he replaced her husband's position. Oh. Very important. Oh. To investigate. Now, we've got this Lutheran minister. He makes a formal complaint. Uh, eight years later, the king finally assigns Thurzo to investigate. Eight years? Mm-hmm. He assigned two notaries to collect evidence March of 1610. By October, they had collected 52 witness statements, but by 1610, that number was well over 300. Witnesses? Statements. Mm-hmm. According to these statements, the victims were girls from 10 to 14 years old. At first, the victims were daughters of local peasants. 
that were lured to the castle to work there. Later, her victims included the daughters of lesser gentry who were sent to Batori by the parents to learn court etiquette and social uh, advancement. Later, the allegations grew to abductions of young girls, and it was the disappearance of the higher-ranking daughters versus the peasants that got people beginning to ask questions. So the peasants, they're kind of like sex workers. People didn't care. Yeah. But once the higher-ranking daughters started disappearing, um, and that reminds me of like First Nation women. Mm -hmm. It is astonishing how many First Nation women disappear in this country. It is. It's astonishing how many women, period, Yeah, but the First Nation is through the roof. Something has to happen there. It's crazy. It was reported... According to these statements, that she tortured her victims. Severe beatings, burning or mutilation of hands, throwing water on them, putting them outside to freeze to death, starvation, needles stuck into lips, body parts, covering in honey, tied up to be eaten by insects, stabbing with scissors, biting off breasts, face, and limbs. Oh my gosh. Some rumors, aka statements. Do they have any proof of that at all? Just people saying it. Which could right. be, yeah. Yeah, so to me, you cannot go by what people no. say. And back then, they could have been made to say it, to build a case. Yes. Yeah. Threatened, yeah. And, like, the power struggle here. Was this, was there something political going on, which we'll get into? Because we're almost done, actually, because there's not much left to the case. But some rumors said that she enjoyed bring, drinking blood of virgins or bathing in their blood because she thought it would preserve her beauty and youthfulness. Some accused her of cannibalism. Others said that she had sex with the devil himself. <laughs> yeah. But those uh, rumors came in the 1700s. So I discount them. Yeah. Uh, There's also a sexual component to some of the rumors. Now, if she was a serial killer, as we know today, I could see a sexual sadist here. Um, But it's hard to know what's the truth and what isn't. They also said that her accomplices were the witches. Janos, Helena, Dorothea, and Katerina that she hung out with. There were other accomplices, but there were some of the These were some of the main ones. So this is what they're thinking. Once her husband died, she was free to pursue, pursue her diabolical hobbies and then she would even change the locations of the tortures to the different castles. And she even used uh, her townhouse in Vienna. But the number of victims were difficult to hide. And that's when the Lutheran minister came forward and asked for an investigation. So I what do you think so if far? her husband was murdered by her, poisoned. I don't know because there was no evidence at all and no one said anything. Um, I wondered if he maybe had congestive heart failure or something. Maybe natural. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure she killed some, but 600, over 600, I don't, that's pretty doubtful. You're not drinking to your me. wine. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so that's it so far. The trial began in the town of Bicta on January 2nd and 7th of 1611. All four of her accomplices testified of witchcraft, torture, vampirism, cannibalism, after they were tortured themselves. I know. And they were hoping that their sentences would be lighter. Confessions and and uh, statements could be correct. Cur- Especially if you're... Le- le- 
I didn't have that wow. much wine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can't speak. Especially torture. You're going to say right. whatever to get it to stop. They admitted to 37 to 51 killings. And they were promised, probably, if you tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One witness, a maid named Susanna, claimed to have seen a ledger of the victims that listed 650 females, but the ledger was never produced. So that's mm-hmm. where they get the number of 650. No, I think she probably did kill, like you, but I'm sort of leery about that many. Me too. I mean, because there'd be proof. There'd be... Something. Something. Bodies. I mean, there'd be something. I would like to know uh, if there's any records of disappearances in the written records. Do they have written records? Well, if there was an investigation, there had to be. Where they didn't produce any records that showed anyone ever was missing from the village. I would think they would show something. I don't know if they did I mean, they found a letter of hers. So you knew they wrote. And you think that maybe she would have written or told someone about her but not only that i discount the servant girl number one because they couldn't read oh i mean it's pretty much a guarantee if you were a servant girl you couldn't read now Mm -hmm. if there was a chance that she could read you know maybe but i don't think she could read and the ledger wasn't even produced now helena joe and dorothea had their fingers torn out with fiery pinchers they were then burned alive Genos was beheaded his blood drained and then thrown into the fire Katerina escaped the death sentence. Ursi was executed. But what happened to the countess? Why did Katerina not get executed? I don't know. I'm curious. So Thurzo convinced King Matthias that executing her would bring an even larger scandal to the nobility. He instead requested that she be on house arrest for the remainder of her life in the castle. Oh, what a... Two-tiered justice system, obviously. What a... What a shame being in a castle the rest so of my the life. the only evidence they had was witness statements. That could have been not even true. Mm-hmm. They didn't have bodies? No. Nothing? No. Mm-mm. Now, there is one rumor, which I'll get into. But, uh, you know, she's she's got house arrest. Some say that she was walled into a room with holes only for ventilation. But others wrote and and said later that they actually visited her during her confinement, and she was free to roam the castle at will. She just couldn't leave. Her son wanted to send her to a convent and put her away there, but that was not going to work, and they were like, no. Uh, A guard discovered her dead August 21st, 1614, at the age of 54. They wouldn't let her be buried there, though, in her hometown. Or there at the place. So they took her to her hometown and buried her there. Because the people were like, no, we wow. don't want her buried here. So no evidence except witnesses. Yeah. I mean, a lot of witnesses, which probably half of them or more weren't even true witnesses. True. No bodies. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And okay. they convicted her. Yeah, they convicted her. And then they, even her confinement. We, we don't know. It, it just seems like there's a lot of exaggeration going on here. Uh, and you'd think there'd be something. Letters, records, something. I know. It mm. bones. You yeah. know, I, I mean. Yeah, where, where's the bodies? Right. Where are the bodies? Where are the families coming forward saying that, you know, kids were missing? Or did they? And we just don't have any record of it. Okay. So we can't substantiate really anything. There are some reports, even from Thurzo, her cousin, who took over her husband's position, 
that she was caught in the act when investigators show up. But some say that was not true and it was just a publicity stunt, which we've seen that. But back then? Absolutely. The scandal Mm. and getting her arrested. Well, that's true. That's true. Others claim that she was targeted after her husband's death by the king because he owed her a substantial amount of money. Oh. Which was verified. And that by having her arrested and executed, he'd be relieved of all debt. But the only problem I have with that is... The Lutheran minister first reported everything eight years before that. If the king wanted to get out of his debt, he would have done it. Before. He would have done it earlier, yeah. unless the debt was gathered after the initial report. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, we got a report. Oh. You know, let's go after." Her. But then it's the, hard to tell. There's too many rumors. Well, and then here's Not the thing proof. too. The Lutheran minister is Protestant. She was Protestant. So it couldn't have been a Catholic case. So what would have been the motive of the minister to come forward and demand an official uh, inquest unless he genuinely believed something was going on? Something was going on. So that's why I think there were definitely some crazy stuff happening. The only thing that could discredit the minister is that she was Calvinist and he was Lutheran. Uh, so that, you know, that may have been something, but I I think that the minister was genuinely concerned and went forward unless he was paid by someone to bring the allegations and, you know, he was corrupt. Which happened a lot. Mm-hmm. It did. Back then. Happened I don't know. Jesus. No bodies, no letters, no missing people, no records. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, think no. she was innocent, though. No, um, I think I, she was definitely. I do think she killed. Um, now, I you know again, I don't agree that there were six hundred and fifty mm-hmm. victims. I don't think there were even fifty. No, most of the witness statements today would have been hearsay. Uh, like here's a, a a drawing that someone did where she's just sitting there watching her servants be tortured. Um. So I don't I don't think there was and you know that was obviously allowed back then to have hearsay. Right. Um here's what I think. I think that she was either completely innocent or she was cruel to her servants and a narcissist and then at the most a serial killer. The only problem I have is if there were that many victims, there's no documented mm-hmm. evidence that and then get this after the trial, all the documents were hidden, and they were not discovered until the 1700s. So they hid the scandal. Oh, boy. So to me, that's even more that something was happening. I just think there was a lot of hearsay and exaggeration. Some so what exaggeration. Do you think? I think the same. I think she probably killed people. But I think that might have been normal back then a little bit. Don't you? Possibly. I mean, with royalty and just, I think it is. What about the idea of a political motivation? I don't know. Maybe. I just think it's interesting that her cousin takes her husband's position. After her husband dies, you know, the Lutheran minister goes forward. All of a sudden. Yeah. and, And then, you know, so I don't, but to me, if it, okay, if it was... A political motivation then why not have her killed and then the king would have been relieved of the debt 
the fact that she's still alive means he would still have to pay, right? Unless right. if you're convicted, that cancels debt. And I don't know. But I, back then, though, a lot of a lot of families were were cruel to their servants. You know. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. just a way of life. They didn't treat them like humans. Right. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they yeah. were beneath them. But then we have reports that she was a benevolent ruler. Here, I wondered if maybe she was fine. Like, okay, if torturing small animals was a rumor. Right. And she didn't. It sounds like she was a really good, kind ruler, a caring mother, until later. I wondered if maybe... If they, if it is true that she did kill people, that mental illness and her seizures caused problems, and then she got maybe sadistic. Well, that could be. That could very well be. Because she was raised around some pretty jacked up people. But it's very suspicious, so. It is suspicious. Everything's sort of covered up, hidden. Yeah. No notes, no bodies. Yeah. There'd be something. Yeah. Nobody's that smart. And there's, you know, his, uh, historians, almost said hysterians. Historians that believe that she was very, very guilty. There are other historians that say she was set up. I, again, tend to be more center. You know, I'm not going to say she was completely innocent, but I, because there's just too many questions on the minister. If he was a Catholic that went forward and brought up concerns, Mm. and then eight years later something was finally done, I would be more suspicious. But the eight years of um, time lapse between his initial request and the king doing something just doesn't speak of political motivation. I think she was set up somewhat, Mm -hmm. but I do think she probably did kill people Mm -hmm. just because of the era. Yeah. I mean, you know, her servants. Mm -hmm. But I think that was normal back then, too. And luring gentry to the castle and murdering would have been extremely high risk. So I think if anything, it probably would have been servants, not the gentry. Mm-hmm. I agree. So without written record, we don't know for sure. But if she had mental problems or if she was a sexual sadist, then I could see her taking that risk even for gentry. But it would definitely get her caught. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. But eight years later... The king finally. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I think she probably did kill servants, not as many as they're saying. Mm -hmm. But if if she was getting people from the villages, you know, even people that were not just peasants, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think she would have got caught way before then. Me too. Me too. Especially that many. I go back and forth. I'm thinking maybe, but not that many. To a couple dozen is what I'm thinking, if even that. But again, for villages back then, that would have been a lot. Yeah. You know, that would have been a lot. Unless the, you know, the servants were maybe, you know, enslaved people from different, you know, countries and things. I'm not sure. Because they they did use a lot of slaves back then. Mm -hmm. People that didn't have families or didn't care. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're poor like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They had nothing, and I mean, what they have to lose? You could be indentured. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it was sort of a setup at the part of it. Yeah. Well, what do you think about our old historic I love cases? The old ones. Yes, I love those. Which was your favorite? I like this one. Really? I like history, though. Well, all of them. Were, like yeah. history. This is history. History. Yeah, you know, Jack the Ripper's history. Oh, Jack the Ripper was good. My least favorite was. Jack the Stripper. Oh, 
Yeah, that one that was one, frustrating. Yeah, that wasn't my fave. Just because, you know, su- such little amount has been done, that really... What's your favorite? Hmm. I like this one because I like history. A lot of history. I would have to say... Oh, goodness. My favorite... Okay, so the Black Dahlia wasn't oh, necessarily... Yeah. That's not my favorite. Though. My favorite... Right. But it's the most intriguing. Mm-hmm. I would say the lipstick killer actually was a favorite of mine just because I. it's very clear it was two separate killers. That was a sad one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say probably Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. was my favorite. A lot of history there, that's for sure. Yeah. And then Block Dahlia was the most, to me, intense. That was the most interesting in facts. Mm-hmm. Things I had and how known. they did, and things I didn't know. On the lipstick killer, that was the most um, deductive, I guess uh-huh. you would say. That where was it's like sad. we've had such um, what's the word advances mm-hmm. in understanding killers that it was very clear. Um, but he was clear; you could see it a mile away, though. I think they just wanted someone to convict. Yes, I think the Sam Shepard is mm-hmm. the most uh, frustrating. Because I just cannot be a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I don't think he did it whatsoever. Yeah, I just cannot be a hundred percent. Especially the his uh, injuries that it was proven he couldn't do by himself mm-hmm. or to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that one I, I I have always thought he didn't do it. Even watching any specials, anything. Well, I've got some good cases coming up uh, for season three, which is our normal. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, helping people and picking out things, you know, uh, Michelle Castillo's one we're going to check into, um, uh, Grant Amati is a very interesting case just because of, uh, technology. Mm-hmm. I want to look into Darren and Sharla Mack. Um, let's see, Gabby Petito will definitely oh, yeah. be on the list because I think that she fits that perfect. And I think more and more details are going to come out. That he was gaslighting her. He was controlling. Oh, yeah. There was probably some physical abuse. Um, and I'm going to watch the um, the police uh, body cam-, cam very, very carefully. And I do think the parents should hit a lot. I might and even knew where do he the was. Ken and Barbie killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll look into that. But, um, yeah, I've definitely got plenty of stuff. And then I think we might even do a mid-mid on Betty Broderick. Oh, we'll yeah, that'd that be a good one. Remotely, but I definitely want to check into that case. That's weird on her. She she can get out. They will let her out, but she will not admit Mm-mm. anything, Mm-mm. which is odd because she did do it. Right. But have you seen some of the documentaries on her? I've watched a few. You can see why she did it. I mean, yeah. she was slowly brainwashed and broke down. and Yes. She was him. mistreated. Mm-hmm. And then he trades her in for a newer model. Mm-hmm. But she still had a choice not to kill. Right? Just because he didn't like her phone calls. If she said an F word or a cuss word, $10,000 taken off. Well, I mean, I straighten mean, up. Right. She obviously has impulse control issues. Yeah, yeah. She was a very angry woman mm-hmm. because of what happened. So I can definitely have understanding. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of women that are treated worse than her that do not kill their husband and their and his new wife. But again, too, everywhere she turned, she was 
she was cut back, cut down because he was powerful. Mm-hmm. He was a lawyer, a doctor. Mm-hmm. He was the lawyer. She would have been hopeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hopeless, oh. helpless, and powerless, yeah. which that combination can lead to violence, either violence against oneself mm-hmm. or violence against others. Because when you feel powerless, helpless, and hopeless, you're the most dangerous person in the world. Right. So right. we'll probably do like a little that, mid that'd be mid. A good one. That might be a two parter. Like a little bonus section mm-hmm. uh, and dive into I'd it. I'd admit it. I'd admit it just to get out. Okay. So what was your favorite drink? Um So we had the daiquiri, pina colada. Pina colada. Okay. What was yours? Mm. I have to say, as far as like cocktail, I really like the Manhattan. Um, you do like those. I they, did. I just too and much then alcohol. And as far as like way too sweet fruity, uh, I like the daiquiri. And then this what, wine is really good. What's the other one I liked that you didn't like? The French 75. Oh, yeah. That was really good, too. It had Are you more putting of any of the recipes up? I am. I'm going to put them oh, on good. our Instagram and Facebook and on and the website. And pictures, everything. Mm-hmm. Check Absolutely. Out the, check out the And I'll be adding site. the video of our first taste of oh, the manhattan boy. which was tough and also if you have any questions about any of the mm-hmm. cases or add to them or like ideas that. of what you yeah. think happened or ideas of who you want to hear sherry uh, talk about yeah so if it's a season case it definitely mm-hmm. has to be something where we can extract information to help others not be victims mm-hmm. uh but anything else like we're probably going to have a mid uh season next year that's specifically on serial killers yeah yeah, so we'll we'll be doing that at our next mid mini series, which has turned into a major. Right, but it's time for us to People meet up. Enjoy it though. I need to get my hair where it doesn't look ridiculous. Oh my! And get ready to go train, and then Jason's Deli, and then a movie. What is it? The movie? Uh, the Perot? Death on the Nile. Is it Death on the Nile? Uh huh. Okay. Death on the Nile. Love Pro. Agatha Christie. The best. Because uh, we like mysteries. Yes. <laughs> Outline of a Murder is a Mr. Joseph production. What do you think, Joseph? <laughs>